Well, no, because then I'll, I'll put that up on my podcast uh, talk. So Rajasthan is the largest landmass of all the states in India, and it still retains so much of its culture. And I believe that has to do with their their heavily uh, uh, Krishna bhaktas. And you, when I travel out in the deep villages, sometimes I ask the groups of ladies to sing. This the village ladies with their faces covered. Mm. And they're always very shy. After I've done kirtan, so I naturally force them, now you sing me something. But there'll always be an old bird in the back who's not shy of anything, and she'll start wailing away. And then the others will join in. And it's always about Vipralamba. It's always about Sri Radha's lamentation and how she's been abandoned by Krishna and how she's wandering here and all over the villages. And they still revere their rajas. There's no proper ceremonies without the rajas. Mm -hmm. They may not be so paka, but they're rajas. I mean, they don't eat cow, but they eat, drink, and be merry. They're rajas. But still, the prophet said, a blind uncle is better than no uncle. And the fact that they, I mean, they worship these men. It give, it, what does it say? It's, this, it's the whole idea of a hierarchical society instead of the modern atheistic flat earth humanism. Mm. So it keeps them in the right perspective. So you see, when you go around Rajasthan looking like a sadhu, they're just, you know, they're diving for your feet. They're doing everything for you. They're, they're so happy. They live in that culture still. And it's magical. It's like being in another era. It's an experience of that. When I was on Padiatra, going around to the villages, that was, that was in, you know, sort of south. Yes. But still, villages are villages being greeted by girls with, uh, you know, pots of water on their head right. and young girls. Right. And they'll ulu. <laughs> when I do, uh, I did a Harinam through Bagru, which is a little, uh, it has a fort there. And the royals all danced through the village streets with me. I had a two uh, camel pulled carts. I was dancing on one, and the kirtaniya was uh, playing with a speaker on the other. The, every male in, in the city, in the town, it was probably a town of 100,000, they were all dancing through the streets with us, including all the royals. Not the old Raja, but his sons and nephews, and they were all dancing. And all the women were up on the roofs with the children. <laughs> and throwing flowers completely destroyed my harmonium because the flowers all yeah. got down inside but it was well worth it I had to send it to the shop and take it apart and cleaned out but what a what wild time we had and one of those devotees is there from that place so I'll just tell you who they are yeah okay. let's invite them in okay one of them you're going to see is not from Raj he's a Brajbasi he comes from the Nimbarka Sampradaya. His father and mother chanted 50 rounds a day their whole life. His grandfather was a famous um, pundit author in Varanasi. His father sent him to our Gurukula here mm. during the difficult years. He told me about him. Yeah, so he'll be here also. And he is my translator, my assistant, so he's more- None of the others know English. Oh, they all know. Oh. Yeah, some of them are very good. One of them is an IRS agent, one of them owns big farm, all certified organic. This is a small part of the numerous people that I touch. You know. They're not today in Dotia. 
they're cleaning over there, so I'm just wash. You can wash here, and yeah, I'm I'm ready, sort of ready. I'm really out of shape today for some reason. I was supposed to go swimming, but I ended up uh, resting. Should I let the people in? Should I let the people? But they are, mm-hmm. they're all kind of banged up from you know the edges of things, and now they're very much healing, and you know I'm gently bringing them. So one thing is they never got into the negativity about saintly devotees, no matter what side of that fence they were. They are not those kind of people. Madhupada couldn't swing in that way. And that's why they left. The little Indian mm-hmm. fellow was never into that. He's so wise. He chants, 20, he chants one person to every month. Full century, 27 times a day. He's such a thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should, uh, well, mm-hmm. keep them. Oh, we can sit here. And they won't sit up. They won't sit on a chair with you when you're up. Let them just let them. They won't put cushions on the floor. No, they won't. These cushions. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Well, um, this is Avinash. This is Prabhu. Avinash is. Uh, Sit here, and then if they wanna, how you know, and you wanna put down at least some cushions, then you can put. The, thank you very much. Yeah. Here you can sit on some cushions. Saffron from Kashmir. Oh, very My good. My brother serves in the defense, so he's in that area. So just adjacent to his post, military post, there's one. Where they go, grow Lovely. Thank you so much. His brother is. Adya, uh, Adya, make a card, man. His brother is. No, 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 He will give you none. Prabhuda has a organic, certified organic farm. His family, big family, all Vaishnavas, all the have a Gordy Thai and Srila Prabhupada. We, we just installed a little prop in there. And he holds programs for the local community and things. They're all full-time devotees and involved in their business life now. I mentioned Mano Mohan has this exporting business of handprint cloth. That's where we did the Harinam, no? Yeah. In Bhagru. Yeah. He, the printing goes on in that village just on the edge of Jaipur, but his shop is here. Mm. And uh, uh, 
where's your son? Rick. Son is Rick. He's, huh? coming. he's coming. Ah, so his son is our Mandonga player for our programs. And uh, Avinash, I mentioned, is with government work, this one. And Abhishek is uh, really kind of the person that pulled all of us together in this all around Jaipur. This is a small part of people that come together. We have, they come for part grammar, they, we go there and have kirtans. Especially at them. <clears throat> They're all very impressed by your videos and by your farm. Hare Krishna, come and visit sometime. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's what they came for, that invitation. <laughs> and one phrase they were hoping for. <laughs> yeah, <why not? laughs> now why we not? can leave somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many guests every year, 30,000 guests, so why not come? Um, Abhiram Prabhu, anyway, he talked to me about you. you could, do we need to translate? Yes. No. Was there any particular questions any of you had? Yes, Maharaj. As we all are also interested in Varnashram, doing a bit of that in our area, but at the same time, we are stuck in our lives also. Like I am doing job, have some limited time. He is in some business. He is also having his business. So, how can we go ahead in that matter? Varnashram. Varnashram is a big uh, thing, but how can we start? Uh, so gradually, we can you know uh, move towards more natural. Lifestyle. What do you what do you call Varnashram? Varnashram, uh, as far as our understanding is, Krishna is in the center and everybody is doing uh, engaged as per his particular guna and karma. Yeah. Good. And uh, the lifestyle is more uh, conducive for spiritual development. Guna karma, so that there are ashramas and there are barnas, and uh, according to your varna and ashram, you have different rights and different obligations. So, uh, whatever you're doing, then yat karosi, yadusnasi, yadzavosi, dadati, so So you offer to Krishna, and uh, you offer according to how he is willing to accept. So even you have a job. What is your What is your varna? So you're doing a cloth shop, and you have a varna. Someone else is uh, doing farming, and he has a certain varna. And then obviously you have an ashram in the beginning, it's brahmachari, and mostly grihastha. Vanaprastha, very rare is sannyas, but all of those have, grihastha can, grihastha can associate with a woman, with a sannyasi can't. At least not 
talk to one, but uh, can't touch. So, and maybe the same person. First he can touch a woman, now he can't touch a woman. So what are those? So you have Dharma Shastra that explains those things. So Manu and so on. And according to those, then however you're living, then you follow those and you have those obligations. Grihastas Marajanak Vodta, the game that fails like you. So, so whatever you do, try as much as possible to adhere to that. If you have this duty, then you should be feeding animals, feeding Krishna, devatas, feeding uh, guests, and so on. Uh, obligation which is that uh, we perform that Pancha Jagya and then uh, that we should uh, give giving charity now you were sending me that, that oh, I, I, I also sent it to him so they're for fresh with that yeah, quote that, from Bhakti Siddhanta he's referring to yeah very nice <coughs> so yes sometimes when we first came to Vrindavan you know we were sort of no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't give beggars money. They're begging because, you know, they're not willing to have a job or something like that. But uh, then in time we learned it. You know, by, by comparison to people here, we're, we're millionaires. So even when I take a rickshaw, I ask how much. He says 100 rupees. Well, I'll give him 150 rupees. Because a poor man, what kind of life is that, you know? Uh, driving now it's electric before it was pedal right in the very beginning so it uh, that duty is also there and regularly at least 10% and then Prabhupada dealt with his 50% one way or another Prana, Artha, Dhyavacha, somehow or another, it should come out to 50%. Is that, Prabhupada uh, would give the example of this Maipur, you've been to Maipur? Yes. So there's one place, Kolovicha Shidhars, which now is inaccessible, Goliamat have it, and they, anyway, it's hard to get to. Although it's just behind our Jagannath Mandir. And uh, although he was just uh, making a living from selling uh, banana flower, well, he had a banana plantation or banana trees and banana flower and then also stalks of banana and all the banana leaves. But he would still, 50% of his income he would use in worship of Ganga Devi. And uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much uh, appreciated that. So that then becomes Varnashram. Varnashram is sometimes, you know, the Buddhist thing Varnashram is living on a farm. Yudhisthira Maharaj didn't live on a farm. Uh, you know, Lord Ramachandra didn't live on a farm. So they lived in cities. 
but Varnashram was still going on and everything was, yes, Krishna or Samshiri Haritoshanam Sohari should be in the middle. And then over and above that, uh, then what are the, and the rules and regulations are, are the same. Although, the, although they change, uh, Bhagavatam says, and Narada Muni says, that according to time and place, the, uh, the essence of Varnashram stays, but the rules and laws change. So, uh, you know, Prabhupada came to the West to spread Krishna consciousness. He let ladies live in the ashram. He married. He said, Sanyasi is not supposed to marry. But there was no one else other than him. Otherwise, everyone was happy not to get married. Prabhupada was the only one who, so he performed the marriage ceremony. He married them. Even here in Vrindavan, he did wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so those may change, and that then requires real perception. What, what is principle, and then what are the details uh, that you can make adjustment in, according to desha, kala, according to time and place. So we're trying. And then there's also uh, how malleable are the people that you're working with. So in Hungary, you know, there's, there's a certain degree to which you can take uh, devotees who have been brought up in a whole different other culture. Those who are brought up in a devotee culture, you can train them. You know, I've uh, I've been trying in our uh, farm in New Brajodan for 30 years to convince the parents that they have to teach the children that when they get up in the morning, they should come and touch their parents' feet and bow down before the parents. Well, parents have a real difficulty with that. False humility, it's silly. This is, this is culture. This is what uh, uh, children do. Uh, they should learn respect. You know, Prabhupada said, 75% of Guru Kula is for children to learn how to respect sadhus. So, anyway, there's a lot, a lot to be said about Varnashram, and even in Iskand there are so many different pictures of what Varnashram is or what it isn't. And despite the fact that Prabhupada said this was 50% of his mission, he wanted it completed, but still, uh, some, some people, I mean, obviously they don't believe in it. The whole caste system has shed such a bad reputation on Varnashram that uh, Nowadays, to say that men and women have different rights, that different men have different rights, that if it's like for them, we're going back to the Dark Ages again. But yes, it's guna karma. 
you can try make everybody equal, but they're not equal. They're, they're just not equal. Is that okay? So you have to know what those rights and obligations are and incorporate them in your life. Whatever you do, you got karoshi. But Maharaj, like in, in the present time, most of us are not engaged as per the guna. They belong to or the, they, they are engaged in some other karma activities and their quality in nature is something else. So, and the active day of life they are spending in this, doing this. So that doesn't bring happiness, even if they are doing Krishna consciousness. So it becomes a dragging business. Somehow you are finishing off your rounds and overall you are not, like one is not happy with the work he is doing. Um, it takes time. It's not going to happen in one lifetime. But, no uh, Shudra Shambhava. Now if everybody is less than a Shudra, then where's Varnashra? Because the other aspect is training. And that was Srila Prabhupada's emphasis, is that even if the qualities are not there, with the empowerment of chanting, with the empowerment of devotional service, then then you can cultivate qualities. It won't be the same. It will always require a spiritual effort to maintain, but uh, it can it can come, but it won't be the same. Yes, it won't be the same. So that's why you know we have very strict. We don't have anuloma marriage, pratuloma marriage, and once again, that's something that you know no one would believe. If I'm a Brahmin, I should. If a man is a Brahmin, he should marry a Brahmini. You go down, the more you go down, you're going to end up with problems, especially in terms of the progeny, because it is breeding. It is breeding. And, and the more that the guna and karma are compatible, then the children will become more and more and more qualified, at least in terms of their nature. What they do with that nature is something else. So we have uh, you know, examples of Bomasura. Uh, so still a demon, even though uh, it was descended from the Lord. So anyone can, or anyone can change by bad association, especially similarly by good association. So uh, it's, uh, it seems very unlikely that uh, you know, in one generation you're going to incorporate Varnashram. And whatever that Varnashram is, it's not going to be the Varnashram of the previous age or that of Dwapara Yuga. It's a different form. It has to be, we have to be somewhat flexible, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a Brahmin. Brahmins, sannyasis should be Brahmins. That's not my, 
nature. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have built New Rajadam or other places. I wouldn't have done that service if I was a Brahmin. Is there something else, anybody? People go to sleep in Rajasthan as well. They came very early. That means like when we read Prabhupada, where it is written like, no early days girls used to get married early, there should not be any electricity. So these things will change as per the as per the time and place and circumstances. As uh, as time progresses, let's see. Uh, it may be that you know electricity will just disappear anyway, uh, just because. Number one, unsustainable, and number two, who knows what natural calamity may happen. Uh, but even if it's uh, there, Prabhupada, you know, when Srila Prabhupada uh, said that we should go to our farms and start our farms, he never said turn off the electricity. So we, we, didn't have, we don't have electricity at the farm, or at least we don't have mains electricity. We have solar panels. How am I going to use a computer? I'm, so, I, I'm hoping I, I'm catching your concern. You're, you're thinking of Daya who's moved towards marrying the girls very young and forcing who? Uh, sometimes, Swamiji, what happens is that uh, when we say we have to follow Prabhupada, and we, as we know Prabhupada from books and uh, whatever is presented to us, so we have a certain perception about Prabhupada that this has to be done like this, 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 this. So when this, these things uh, um, are shown to us, so if that means you are not following Prabhupada, Prabhupada has said this. They had a leader in the beginning who became extremely pedantic on all these things. He just, and I met him once. I told him, I said, I met him. And he didn't, wasn't very polite, but. He just lectured me. I'm a prophet. He didn't ask me a single question. I just listened. You were there. I know. And in the end, I said, well, that's a very interesting person, prophet, but I didn't know that prophet. <laughs> I don't know who you mean. Especially Abhiran Prabhu. And that's what, for instance, Tamal Krishnamaraj would often say to the GPC is Prabhupada was very flexible. And others, he would say something, but if someone responded and Srila Prabhupada saw that that was something that was a variable that uh, fit in with the principles and, and yet was uh, a detail that could be changed and just he could change, he could go in a different direction. In 19... And he would ask disciples, what do you think? And he just didn't ask them because he wanted them to, to say what he said, but he wanted their opinion. In 73, I restarted the failed Miami Temple. And I got a letter, which all the temple presidents got from Prabhupada, saying, I'm very worried about all the young ladies. They don't have husbands. So at least the responsible men, temple presidents especially, should take a second wife. We all got that letter. Yes. About one month later. Should take a second wife. Second wife. Second wife. Because so many ladies were on 
careful. He was concerned. This is, I'm trying to illuminate Maharaj's point. Mm-hmm. Within a month, some devotees came to promise him, Prabhupada, we will be thrown out of America. This, this will be the worst thing we can do. And he canceled it. He wrote another letter, fully canceled. <laughs> In many places, Prabhupada writes about men can have more than one wife. And that's their natures. That's the man's nature. But uh, although it's, you know, if, if you have more than one wife, they put you in jail. But if you have ten girlfriends, there's no problem. Glorify <laughs> 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 <Or> you. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> yes. He will be a guru on this. He will be considered a guru on these matters. Oh, with ten girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so, so yes, Srila Prabhupada was open to that type of feedback. They cannot think like this, though. Their wives are, they're, although they're a little shy, but they're very strong. They're all afraid of their wives, so they cannot think like yes. this. <laughs> Would your wife accept another woman? <laughs> Never. <laughs> she will reject me. <laughs> she she yeah. may take the woman and throw him. <laughs> I've asked, I've asked ladies. I said, that, you know, this is Vedic system. What would they? They, they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> they, but now, how would you change? It may not be possible to change the mentality in one life. It, it, it may require time. Yeah. It may require time. Uh, Swamiji, what uh, should we do now as per our conditions to take a step forward in trying to achieve a goal like Varnashram? I can't can't say because, you know, I met you 20 minutes ago. So what, what do I know about you? What do I know about... I know about your situation because I've heard from Aviram Prabhu sometimes. And but you need you need guidance, yeah. Tadvidi Pariprateina, Pariprashnina Siva. So you have to ask. And uh, that's why devotees would have or uh, that's why people would have guidance. Now, okay, how do I do it? Where do I do it? Often it would come from the parents. But also, Guru is uh, in that picture. So those those two become the source of training and education uh, according to our present circumstance. But because things are so, I mean, you know, you, you think you have it confused. You know, you go to the West, you've been to the West. So he, the, he lived in the West and preached in the West. Iran and Switzerland, Germany. Yeah, you can't imagine. <clears throat> you can't imagine what it's like. So people who are conditioned like that, it's just uh, never heard of, uh, you know, meat-eating, being made. It didn't even come, actually. You know, us becoming vegetarian didn't come from Shastra or certainly not from our parents. That 
became the vogue when we were young, and we understood, okay, this is not a good thing to kill. So uh, there, there needs to be you need to there needs to be sort of a plan, and you make adjustments to that plan. But that's that's what you ask uh, Abhiram Prabhu. All right, now what do we do? Mm-hmm. I would be uh, it would be sort of impudent of me to start uh, telling you what to do. You have to ask a person who really knows knows you. But we should move in that direction. Why? Because Prabhupada wanted it. Mm. wasn't wasn't on my mind. Uh, I didn't. You know, our background wasn't uh, that people have different. Our background is that everyone has the same rights. But uh, this is a whole whole new conception and ultimately we accepted everything that Srila Prabhupada said and what Bhagavatam says. So it's, uh, you, you know, it's easy to fall into a ditch but it's very difficult to climb out. So now getting out, but it's a process and as, as you go forward then you move up. It seems that um, they've heard my view is, you know, I'm a little more laissez-faire, if you know, I'm not the most, you know, rigid of leaders. More, it's more about friendship and love and keeping our eye on the direction, but keeping that, that joy of camaraderie and friendship. They've also heard from some that are very, you know, very, very rigid. So you're between one, you know, and the other, and, and they, you know, they're very sincere to listen. So that requires intelligence. Mm. For instance, that gentleman is very intelligent at this point. So, atyahara prayasascha pajapa niyama agraha. So niyama agraha and niyama agraha. So being too rigid is also an obstacle to spiritual life. But then you have to be, uh, yes, you have to be Krishna conscious and, and trained. Just like those devotees who were with Srila Prabhupada, they saw how devotees would change, how Srila Prabhupada would change. And, uh, you know, how Srila Prabhupada would react to information that he was given. So, uh, whereas those who never had that association, just like this whole idea of, you know, this whole Ritvik idea, and that, you know, Srila Prabhupada never appointed gurus. Now, the only people who have that conception are those who were never there. But none of the people who were there have that idea. Of course, they say, well, it's a big conspiracy. You can say anything, but they don't have that idea because that's not what Prabhupada said. And it's not what Prabhupada meant. 
even I have, you know, uh, God brothers uh, who, you know, are very outspoken and strong, smarahari. And he says, what can I say? I, I heard it myself. I think they hear from, well, Yosorin and uh, people like that, you know, are quite, you know, strong on that point. But that's one of the reasons I encourage them to kind of meet you is because some of the early uh, exaggerations of our God brothers, Guru authority, seem to minimize Prabhupada. And some of them were evil intention, and that came out. But what I'm trying to help them see is that sublime middle ground that, you know, in, in your company, Prophets, as held up as he ever was when he was here, but you're acting as uh, his servant and guiding the devotees. It, uh, it, it's a history, and it's once again, when Prabhupada left, what did we know of being a guru? We only had one example, and that was Prabhupada. So it took a little while to figure out that, you know, that wasn't the right uh, format to follow, that Srila Prabhupada's successes shouldn't be, try to be like Prabhupada, they should follow Prabhupada's instructions, but they should act according to their own realization. In many places, Prabhupada says that one should, if one uh, imitates a Mahabhagwat or someone who is above uh, one's own spiritual advancement, they will fall down. You may not see this because of your humility and also you're in the first person, but to see a senior devotee who's giving Diksha also, who's a natural person instead of a very affected, which we had some that put on an obvious uh, face, which wasn't their face. And that's, you know, what I think is one of your great values to show that you're acting according to your realization. And humility remains, Prabhupada remains up, and you're carrying on in that way. But yes, Prabhupada, we should keep Prabhupada in his unique position. Neither should we deify him. He's not Vishnu. Yeah. No, make him neither neither should we make him everybody's guru. Never anywhere that that is an example of Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada wouldn't just drop something in devotee's lap, say it once and that was especially something so important for the next 10,000 years, I am everybody's Diksha Guru. I mean, Prabhupada wouldn't leave it into a indirect interpretation of a couple of words. Prabhupada would have banged it into everybody's head, repeated it over and over. It would be in his books. It would be everywhere. It's such an important thing. Of course, it's not. no one does that. My values don't do that. No one does it. Everyone accepts a living guru. It's not, it's not any kind of tradition. No one has done that in the past. So, but even if when Prabhupada did something that was very important, everyone in the world would know about it. Just like 
Okay, now you can take two wives, so he'd send a letter. It, uh, this is not the way Prabhupada worked. And as Abhiram Prabhu said, this person is talking about Prabhupada, but this is like, you know, the hypothesized Prabhupada, the Prabhupada that people make up, but this wasn't the real person. So, yeah, what did Srila Prabhupada want? And, you know, thousands of times Prabhupada repeat, I just don't change anything. I don't change my Guru's instruction, I haven't changed the tradition, I follow Shastra. That has to be, uh, that has to be the Prabhupada. And if you want to know Prabhupada, read his books. That's number one evidence, is that we read through the Prabhupada's books. But Maharaj, like if, if, if it is based, yeah, it is based on realization, but when in a community, uh, everybody, we can't be sure that whether it is his realization or uh, it's just his mind speaking or something. So it, intellectually, it feels safer to consider Prabhupada as the, this thing and uh, it feels like, okay, we can uh, be sure about him, but we have seen history where, uh, uh, you know, uh, the person from whom you have taken diksha is not now practicing or... But what do you know about Prabhupada? What do you know of Prabhupada's spiritual stature? You have faith. To know, you've got to be yourself quite advanced. So what we know, we saw what Srila Prabhupada did, and on the basis of Srila Prabhupada's preaching, on the basis of his personality, the effect, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, someone who people just, a person who you just see them, and they chant Hare Krishna, he's an Uttamadikari. But that's the system. You can't make something up. So people are not going to be like Srila Prabhupada. But still, everyone goes ahead and accepts the spiritual master. But then you should test. There's no rush. And one should know what are at least the external features of a spiritual master. What does he do externally? How does the lesson of uh, Bali Maharaj rejecting Sukracharya, Sukracharya? Yeah. Yes. How does that lesson illuminate this point? Well, first of all, Sukracharya was like a karma kandi, so he he wasn't a pure Vaishnava. But how would the disciple make that objective judgment? How would he be? allowed to make them judgment. There's this little book by uh, Narahari Shakar. It's called Krishna Bhajanamrita. 70 verses. And uh, it, the main theme is the connection between guru and disciple. And about half of it talks about guru-chyag. 
how to what what happens when the guru misbehaves and when he should be rejected. Uh, Mahabharat uh, is there. What is that shloka? That uh, I forget. And Jiva Goswami quotes uh, quotes that uh, verse. There's just a few verses talking about uh, spiritual master when he can be rejected. So there's there are certain guidelines, but still the tradition is yes he may be he may be he should be uttam, that is the ideal. Why? Because he can give you everything. So a prema bhakta he can he can bring you to any level of devotion. Baba bhakta, which is also good. But he can inspire you to bhajan, which means more than just proper sadhan, but actually through the stages of uh, evolution in terms of smarnam and so on. But a sadhana bhakta, he can give you only shraddha, faith. So different devotees are able to empower someone differently. So ideally, one should accept at least a Madhyamadikari. And the topmost level of Madhyamadikari is someone who has bhava. This is from Jeeva Goswami, I think you're quoting. Yeah, yeah, and, and others, you know. And, you know, the lowest limit is Nishta. And then when you're obliged to take Guru uh, and below that, then it becomes risky. Prabhupada says it can't really guide you very well in spiritual life. Utpata apratipana teo So Utpata, when he goes along the wrong path, he becomes a mayavadi. Uh, or when he becomes uh, hopelessly entangled, it says, in sense gratification. If he just falls down, then it says one shouldn't just reject him, one should see. Abhichet sudarachara vajate mamanayava. So sadhu eva samyam If he If he's repentant and so on, then shipram bhavati dharmata. So we can't, it's just sort of speculation. Yes, well, Prabhupada is a sure thing. So, but then you could, anyone, Lord Rupa Goswami is a sure thing. The Lord Chaitanya is a sure thing. Like make up anybody as being a sure thing. Why don't I take initiation? And then it becomes a free for all, it's chaos. But they never said that. And they just said, Prabhupada said, the regular guru, disciple of my disciple. Unfortunately, we didn't get into it deeply. But this whole concept of Prabhupada passing away, how do you ask your spiritual master, what do we do when you pass away? Yeah, we didn't talk like that. Yeah, you just don't, you don't ask questions like that. 
Now, during that time, we weren't sitting around saying, what are we going to do when you're gone, Prabhupada? We didn't believe he would ever be gone. We didn't want to believe he would be gone. <laughs> We're trying to encourage him to live. And Prabhupada would make comments, but we were encouraging him to live. Everyone was, I, I never thought Prabhupada would die. Prabhupada was sick before, so all right, he was sick again. Although this time he was more sick than before. He was all alone on the ship. He had heart attacks, survived. So we didn't think. And even someone who lived like Srila Prabhupada, 80 years old is nothing. 82 years old. You know, pure-hearted sadhus with pure lifestyle. They easily live 100 years and so on. Anyway, Krishna had another plan. They're still living in an era when there was such a mischief in the guru world of Viscon, which we all know very well. So there's, you know, we have the stability of having been with Prabhupada and being very clear. They're trying to find their sea lake, so to speak, you know, to stabilized from all the mischief that occurred and it's, it's very it breaks the faith of course it, and still a little bit keeps going on and, you know so yes and it will always go on that little book you should get i can send it to you no hurry sarka yeah it, it ends have? that this happened in chaitanya mahaprabhu's time and it will continue to happen in the future so Lord Brahma, attracted by his daughter, so Lord Shiva, Mohini Murti, so we, don't, we don't think any less of them. So some, yeah. So it's, uh, it happens, but still Brahma Sampradaya, Rudra Sampradaya. So it's a, uh, we have to have uh, in that sense that faith. So who is Guru? That person who instructs you in spiritual life, ultimately that's the person who is Guru. And because he instructs you, therefore you have faith. You get to know him. So, little children, they grow up with their parents. So when the father throws the child up in the air, the child isn't thinking, he's not going to catch me. <laughs> Is he going to catch me or not? He has so much faith. He just laughs. So we, yeah, we need to find that person whom that faith is there. Why? Because I know him so well. And that's why the Indian tradition is the, that person in your Kula Guru, in your village. Because everyone knows him. You know him since you were born. You grew up with him. 
So I've seen that, for instance, in Hungary and New Rajadam, children who were born there, and then it becomes it becomes a natural thing for them. You know, I've, I've known them since they were little babies. So mothers brought them to me. So then, as as they grow up, they they hear, they see. Uh, it becomes a natural thing. Accepting someone who lives somewhere else on another continent, it's not the same. We have internet and Zoom and so many things, but uh, you know, nothing, nothing's the same as personal association. We have Prabhupada's cassettes, his books, and it was different than when you came in Prabhupada. Prabhupada's presence. Is there anything else? Aviram Prabhu told me you're going to go on Govardhan Parikrama. Maharaj, if you allow more time, then it's fine. Okay. That well, is more important. I, you know, I have some devotees that I was obliged to speak with. I haven't had time. I did this because Aviram Prabhu asked. I bullied him. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know, I can't say no to him. So he's my senior god brother. Uh, you have some last thing? Maharaj, one last thing is uh, whether it is possible to change somebody's nature in one lifetime. like. We have certain conditions, we are born with certain conditions and uh, we see people practicing Krishna consciousness for years and years and years but still uh, in us also, in them also, uh, those uh, base qualities are there, still anger is there, still uh, greed is there, lust is there. So some and on, on one side we glorify each uh, like spiritual life so much, Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Tulsi Parikrama, uh, touching seeing the deities, these things are glorified to great extent, like one thing is equal to millions of Ashwamedhi again, so, so, so many things. On the other hand, we see that uh, even after doing, those qualities are not coming, the, those uh, like the saintly qualities are still not there. You see, Vishwamitra, he, you know, changed, uh, he changed his karma. But guna was very difficult. I mean, I don't know that you can change guna. You can change how you behave, but you don't necessarily change who you are. So, I'm, you know, I may be practicing the activity of a, of a Brahmin, I don't, I haven't changed my appearance, I still look the same. So my mind is, I may think differently, but I still have the same mind. So the instrument hasn't changed. You got a computer, you have different programs. So you can change the programs, but the computer is the same. 
and it's going to have certain limits. So it's only so many megabytes, and that's that's as far as it goes. So to completely change uh, nature, but how you behave, you may behave according to the nature of someone else by dint of training uh, and spiritual strength. At least that was my understanding. But to completely change, even Vishwamitra, all right, so now he's living like a sadhu and a brahmin, but he he still, you know, yes, gets angry. Of course, many brahmins seem to get angry. Why Brahmins curse so much is a mystery. They're not supposed to, they're supposed to be blessing, not cursing. But Shastra is full of Brahmins cursing. On small, small things. Huh? On small, small things. On small, small things. Yeah. Cursing. On small thing. Yeah, on a small thing. On small things yeah, they are cursing. On a small thing. On a small thing. Yeah, also cursing. I guess it makes for adventure and variety in uh, in history. Yeah, small thing. Okay. <laughs> I've already abused him too much. <laughs> anyway, it was lovely to see you all. Thank you so much for your time. Hare Krishna. Thank you for coming. They get a golden invitation. We'll have to talk to Radha Krishna and get his blessings. <laughs> yes, um, He's, he he works under a GBC. Yeah. His disciple is the GBC there. But he's a wonderful man. We'll ask him when, if it's possible. Yes, come. Okay. You should come. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, devotees are one thing. They're definitely working hard. They work hard. And, uh, and they really try. But uh, two-thirds fall out. That's the statistic. In the West? It, at New Rajadam. Fallout means? Of the people who stayed and lived there, two-thirds left. But not left being devotees? No. Just didn't. Just that lifestyle. Farm life. Farm life. Because they're all modern, educated yeah. people. Takes a big adaptation. So sounds really nice, and everyone's very really, oh, great. Yeah, let's live in the country. <laughs> it's more than living in the country; it's working in the country, working with the earth. And when you get, you know, butted by a bull, or you get kicked by a cow, you have to be devoted. Yes, one cowherd man, one is worth more than a thousand computer programmers. Very, very hard to find someone who gives their life working. Now that is their nature, that they can do it and they're happy and they're blissful. We have some, they're very, you know, very talented people. We've talk to the animals, they communicate with them. We try and use the same same words that Krishna would use to direct the cows and the bulls. They talk Sanskrit to animals.
Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Look forward to seeing you again. And uh, and then you're here. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Well, I'll see you. I'll uh, starve myself. Just to, tomorrow. I'll we'll save myself just to.